Hello and welcome to another episode of Adam Analyzes. My name is Adam and I'll be your host. So this one here is going to be a little bit of a commentary episode as on February 4th, it would have been George A. Romero's 80th birthday. Sadly, he passed away in July of 2017. And I just wanted to run down some of the movies that he made that I absolutely love and movies that are actually very important to me. And I think they're even a good gateway into horror. Like if you don't exactly like horror films, his movies generally have a little bit more to say. That isn't just a gory film, even though a lot of his films can be quite gory, such as Day of the Dead. It's just that there's usually some underlying theme throughout his films, specifically his dead films, and probably to a lesser extent, The Crazies, which is not one of my favorites. I actually prefer the remake over the original as far as that goes. But anyway, I think we should jump into the episode. I actually had my first exposure to a George A. Romero film when I was a kid, probably when I was, I don't know, maybe five or six, I remember watching Night of the Living Dead at my dad's house. And also the fact that he used to make fun of Night of the Living Dead quite a bit. The, they're coming to get you, Barbara, you know, type of thing. And I know that was a poor impression. Uh, I wasn't really going for an actual impression. But uh, he would always make fun of the movie because it was... I don't know, it's a little on the hokey side. It does a good job of providing some, let's say, limited gore. It has very limited gore as far as that. And I don't really watch horror films for a lot of the gore content. It can be fun if used appropriately, and it can also be used in a relatively gross manner, too. But Night of the Living Dead, it does does have its share of gruesome scenes such as the zombies eating the people and such and well it's interesting to me because when I was a kid watching it I had no idea that the overall theme of the movie was racism and watching it now as an adult it completely changed the context of the movie and many years later I didn't even get the consumerism aspect of Dawn of the Dead. However, again, watching it as an adult, I actually see these themes, and while they may be handled a little heavy-handed, I would say that it was good that the movies definitely had something else to say than just being relative gore films or, you know, just a straight-up horror film. It's kind of neat to see what he had to say about films in general, is even with Day of the Dead, which I would say is probably his goriest film, it's definitely his nastiest film in a lot of ways. Day of the Dead had a little bit of the military interference being a bad thing and how it can make things worse in a lot of ways. And while I understand that idea and everything, I don't know if I necessarily buy into that. However, It was good to see that these movies had something else to them. They had more meat, if you want to say it that way. Uh, He also had quite a few other things that I enjoyed when I was growing up. He had the movie The Dark Half, 
which I remember seeing that in the theaters. And as far as I know, it's a half-decent Stephen King adaptation. I've never read the original novel that it's based upon. And basically, whether it is or isn't a faithful adaptation, it's a movie that I enjoy. And he also did things like Tales from the Dark Side. And I was a big fan of Tales from the Dark Side when I was a kid. It was one of those things that I would always see on syndication on like a Saturday afternoon. And it was fun. It was just a fun series. It was more or less like his version of the Twilight Zone. However, it was always a little bit more on the darker side, even though there was those episodes, specifically one of the ones by Stephen King, Word Processor of the Gods, that was actually kind of sweet-natured in a way. Of course, we can't forget about other things that he's done, such as Creepshow. I'm a big fan of that, and I actually covered that on my 31 Nights of Frights last year. And again, if you haven't checked it out, it's a definite fun film that is well-made. doesn't have a lot of the George Romero social and political views. However, it's a fun movie. I thought that his direction, I always thought that it was standard and mostly stock. However, I think Creepshow was a good example of his skill and what he was able to accomplish with his direction. One of the less popular George A. Romero films, Night Riders, uh, with Ed Harris, and I know that Tom Savini actually acts in it. I've only seen it probably once or twice, but again, it's an enjoyable film. It does have a little bit more to say as far as a society change and maybe feeling like you have no place in the world. And it's a little bit on the bleak side with the ending. However, it's definitely something that I think you could watch and totally get where George Romero was coming from, even if it's not exactly handled the best with the writing. I think writing and carrying a theme through in a film was definitely a strong point of his writing. However, I don't think it was always carried out the best way. I think one of the cool things about him, though, is that he was actually okay with remakes, and he gave his approval to the Tom Savini 1990 Night of the Living Dead remake, which is an excellent, excellent remake. It knows exactly when things should be, I guess, a little bit on the hokey side, and then it knows when to get serious. I would enjoy a director's cut. I don't know if the footage still exists, or maybe a work print still exists for the 1990 version of Night of the Living Dead. But I really would like to see that because they were kind of working within an R rating constraint. And I guess there was a lot of gorier aspects of the movie that weren't really shown. I do want to give a little bit of a shout out to Tony Todd. He does an awesome job as Ben. And I think he does just as good of a job as Dwayne Jones from the original. But I'm going to say that I really, really like Tony Todd's sympathetic take on the character of Ben. It does deviate a little bit from the original George Romero film, even though it more or less does the exact same things at the same time. The racism aspect isn't really carried uh, out here. I guess it is a little bit, um, but it's not as strong as what it was in the original film. 
But I will say that is probably one of the best remakes of all time. And the fact that George Romero was, gave his blessing to it. And I believe he was even in the very end of the movie too is pretty awesome as well. Sadly, throughout the 90s and 2000s, he didn't really get a whole lot of work. He did, but they weren't really big releases. For example, The Dark Half came out in 1993. He didn't direct another film until the year 2000 uh, with the movie Bruiser. I tried to watch the movie Bruiser. I couldn't get into it. I do understand that it was a little bit of him getting back to his roots as far as like a lower budget film. It was just a movie that I had a very hard time getting into the film. So then it was another five years before he went and directed another movie, which was Land of the Dead. This was the long-awaited fourth, and I'm going to say final entry in the Dead series, even though he sort of made other Dead films, even though they weren't really a part of it, but I still try to act like they're a part of the original series. But with Land of the Dead, you have another movie that features his zombies, which are awesome. They're probably the best zombies to ever grace the screen. And not only that, he incorporated a haves and have-nots type of idea as far as society where a lot of people, if they can't afford to be in one of these high-rise apartments, well, then you're not safe. But I'll say by the end of it, the, the haves definitely get what they have coming to them. And it also introduces the idea of the smart zombies, which I know was an idea that was sort of started in the movie Day of the Dead. But you do have the zombie, which was, he was known as Big Daddy, and he is the one smart zombie that is basically teaching the other zombies to not act so primitively, if uh, you want to call it that, and teaching them how to use weapons and such. And he more or less knows what's going on. He remembers his former life and gradually gets smarter as it goes on. And this almost goes into another idea of George Romero's society change, that we are the ones the living were the ones that are the old way and the new way is the dead the dead are taking over and it's their world now it's no longer ours and i'm actually going to say as far as like themes in his films i think this is the smoothest written one out of all of them where it's not so heavy-handed it is but it's not as over the top as what the uh, previous dead films were after 2005's Land of the Dead, he would make two more dead films, even though these were, I like to consider them prequels. I try to forget the time periods that the other dead films were made in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 2000s. This would be 2007's Diary of the Dead, which is a found footage film, and then also 2009's Survival of the Dead, which was more of a straight-ahead zombie film. And out of those two, I would definitely say The Diary of the Dead is the better movie. It's a, as I stated, it's a found footage movie. And the worst part about it is that the found footage aspect is that there's a score in this film. 
I think if it's found footage, it shouldn't have a score to it. It's an uneven effort. I do appreciate the fact that we did get two more George A. Romero dead films. However, they're just not up to the quality of the previous four films. And I do know that he wanted to make another one and he never got a chance to do it before he passed away. And I don't know if it's a good thing that he would have gotten to make that film. It seems like he probably should have just left it go at that point. And I think we could just go and appreciate his past works as well as just be thankful that we did get two extra films even though they weren't uh, the best as far as in the series. I almost forgot the movie Monkey Shines from 1988. I remember being creeped out by that original movie poster with the uh, monkey set against the black backdrop. And it's a movie that I've seen, and it's not really horror. I guess it's more of a suspense type of film. It's not a movie that I love, but it's entertaining on its in its own right. It's about a guy that becomes a paraplegic, and he gets a smart helper monkey that more or less falls in love with him. And it's kind of weird, and... I don't know, it's not my favorite, but it's definitely entertaining, and if you haven't seen it, I recommend watching it at least once. But this whole thing is a reminder that, sadly, I didn't get to see a lot of George A. Romero films in theaters. Uh, I still like to go to the theater, and I do like to actually see things in the theater. I think it's kind of a great experience. I still get that buzz a little bit, especially if it's a great movie that I was not expecting to be as good as what it was. I only got to see movies like The Dark Half. I saw Land of the Dead, Diary of the Dead in theaters. But other than that, most of George A. Romero's output I saw on video. I saw it probably as a lot of us have seen it. And it's kind of a shame. I wish that more theaters would maybe play the films a bit more because I'm not aware of there, even with uh, the Tampa Theater here in Tampa, I'm not aware of them actually showing any George A. Romero films. And I would definitely love to see some more of his work on the big screen. Specifically, his Lost film, it's only about an hour long as far as I know, and it's a movie called The Amusement Park. And it's a movie about ageism, and again, it's something that I guess is a bleak outlook as far as the treatment of older people. And it's something that I would love to see, and as of right now, I don't think it has any release scheduled and it may have just played at like a theater or two. I think it played in uh, Pittsburgh. I think it played at the actual um, mall that Dawn of the Dead was filmed in. I think they played it there. But as far as any other showings, I'm not aware of them. And hopefully it makes its way down here or to a theater near you, to like a small art house cinema or something. Because I think more of his work definitely needs to be seen. George A. Romero was definitely an innovator and a great filmmaker, and he's not really mentioned a lot as far as being mentioned in the same breaths as other great filmmakers, but I think he should. 
He was definitely one of those innovators and he took chances. And I think more often than not, it worked. The thing is, even when his movies don't work, they're generally entertaining and you can't argue with that. So this one here goes out to Mr. George A. Romero and his family. And also, hopefully, this inspires you to check out more of his films if you haven't seen them. Because I believe that they definitely need to be seen. But with that being said, I'm going to close out this episode. As a reminder, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam underscore analyzes. And also check out my webpage at adamanalyzes.com. You can catch up on past episodes and also listen to current episodes. And also, if you do not do the social media thing, uh, you can also send me an email at adamanalyzespodcast at gmail.com. And also, if you're enjoying my show, I please ask that you do leave a review for me on your podcast listening platform of your choice, because you do know that I do love those digital hugs. But with that being said, good night.